0: To me, it was the right fit against the New York Giants. Like this is, this is the New York Giants. If you
1: don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Oh man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York.
0: I kind of had a feeling it was gonna be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good.
1: Once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome,
0: everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and we have reached week 17 of the NFL season. Giants fans, you could stop pinching yourselves. Your team is on the doorstep of the playoffs for the first time since 2016. All you have to do is beat the four ten and one Indianapolis Colts at MetLife Stadium on Sunday and your ticket will be punched. You will be locked in as the number six seed, the second wild card in the NFC with a likely road trip to either San Francisco or a rematch on the road in Minnesota. On today's show, the only giant who will be in uniform on Sunday. That was in a Giants uniform the last time the Giants played in the playoffs. We all remember that game in Green Bay. I drove from LaGuardia Airport to Milwaukee to get to that game on Sunday morning. That player is none other than Landon Collins, former captain of the Giants, one-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. He joined me after practice on Thursday, And gave me about 15 minutes, good stuff. We talk about his return, what he sees in this team, any flashbacks he's had in his second act here with the Giants. I think you'll enjoy that with Landon, who remains one of the most popular players on this team for what he did uh in his previous stop and i think there are a lot of giants fans who are happy to see landon have an impact with his defense and make no mistake he is having an impact for this team so what do we got on tap well let's look at today's developments at practice adoree jackson and aziz ojalari both were limited in practice now I've said this before, just so you're aware, being limited doesn't have anything to do with how they're feeling physically. A limited participation is a designation for players who take the lesser amount of snaps in a practice rep. So, for example, if Daniel Jones, who normally takes 100% of the first team reps at quarterback, all of a sudden, take 75 for some reason, he would have to be listed as limited by rule on the injury report. So, Aziz Ojolari, Adoree Jackson, and Leonard Williams were all listed as limited participants. Do I expect Adoree to play on Sunday? I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. I think the Giants want to get a Dory out on the field and in game action before their anticipated playoff game. But I, I'm not sure if they're ready to put a Dory out there this week. Maybe next weekend in Philly, regardless of what that game represents for them, we may see a Dory play. So we'll see. I, I The door has not been shut on that, but I do not I cannot say for certain that Adori will play this weekend. I do expect Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojolari to play this weekend. Aziz fortunate that his ankle injury was not as severe. And I think that he will be out there. Some maybe they cut back on his reps a little bit in the game, but I think he'll be good to go. And Leonard Williams, although he's not a hundred percent will be out there ready to go. A big development today, Xavier McKinney, on the non-football injury list, dating back to the bye week, he was activated from that list, and much like it's on the injured reserve and designated to return... Now there is a 21-day window for McKinney to be involved in practice, and then the Giants would have to make a decision when he is eligible or when they decide he wants to be activated, they could activate him. They will activate him. So McKinney is now wearing a splint on his left hand. It's separating the four fingers and his thumb. He is not wearing a club. He is wearing the splint with a wrapping over it. It's almost like an oven mitt. Not as big, but it's that kind of padding over his hand. I watched him catch today. Uh, I watched him kind of work through a tackling dummy at one point. He said after the game that he's obviously pushing to play this weekend, Brian Dable did not shut the door on that possibility, but I'd be surprised if McKinney played this weekend. I think they would rather have him have a full week of practice and get him out there maybe again for the finale. Uh, I would think a has a better chance than Xavier, but we'll see. And I think when it puts the big picture on this is that the giants are a dangerous team. If this defense is fully intact, If you can count on Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney, Aziz Ojalari, to all be on the field together with Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, some of the replenishments that they've gotten in the middle of the defense. As I mentioned Landon Collins before in his emerging role, they just picked up Gerard Davis from the Lions, signing him off of their practice squad. He's a guy that I think they would like to get up to speed to play on the inside, uh, play some sort of role in that situation. And then you've got a bunch of different guys who have developed over the last couple weeks. Jason Pinnock will have a role on the back end. Obviously, Julian Love, I think, will remain the signal caller and continue his strong play on the back end. Now you're talking about a Giants defense that appears whole. And they have not been whole, really, all of this season. So it's an interesting dynamic for Wink, Martindale, and company. Now going against the Colts. And here's a question that I asked not only Wink, but talk to Landon Collins. You'll hear my question to him during our interview. It's coming up momentarily. How do the Giants present Nick Foles to this defense off of Monday night? Because Foles looked horrible. The Colts looked horrible offensively. But as you'll hear Landon say, is that they need to treat Nick Foles like the champion that he was. And like a guy who is and 3-0 in his career against the Giants. Now, is he the same player? Well, he certainly has not been out there enough over the last couple seasons to be able to say that. Uh, but they need to be wary on Sunday a little bit. And I know, Giants fans, a lot of you are feeling a little bit uneasy about Sunday. The spread, which opened at three and a half, is now up to six on Tipico. The money is all going towards the Giants in this game. This is a celebration for the Giants. They've earned to be in this position. But they also need now need to earn that celebration. They need to beat the Colts and make it to the playoffs and i think in talking to daniel jones and saquon barkley as julian love said in the beginning of the week they are not naive they know what's at stake now whether or not that creates more pressure than what they want or what brian dable wants for this team i think we'll just have to see when that game kicks off on sunday but as far as the preparation goes, there's a reason why Brian Dable made sure that this entire week was about preparing for a football game. And that's the way they want to prepare it. And beyond that, it may sound like coach speak, but that served the Giants well this year. 8-6-1 and one, and a heartbreaking loss in Minnesota. At the gun, the 61-yard field goal. On Christmas Eve, a lot of good things to like about what the Giants did that game. And when you talk tiebreaker scenario, here's what you need, Giants fans. A win this weekend, and if you want that Minnesota rematch, you need San Francisco and Minnesota to finish with the same record or San Francisco to finish with a better record. Because the 49ers hold the tiebreaker. That would put them at the 2-2. Minnesota at the three, and that would mean the Giants travel back to Minneapolis. The scene of the crime with Greg Joseph stealing that one from the Giants, or at least stealing an opportunity to continue that game in overtime, and that's what's at stake. We'll get to that a little bit more during the final drive. Right now, without further ado, number 21, former captain for the Giants, Landon Collins all right joining me now we are in the field house at the giants facility on the eve really a couple days before the biggest game since the last time this guy was a star for the giants Landon collins my good man welcome back to the giants and
1: starring role again for you how's it feel man (laughs) awesome awesome it's dad to be back uh Long wait, long wait, but it's uh, it's a pleasure to be back and just doing my thing and helping this team win and accomplish goals and trying to reach what we're trying to reach for.
0: So now take take me back a little bit. I mean, it's been a couple months now. I mean, mm-hmm. you go back to London, and you meet the team in London, and mm-hmm. you, you practice squad, and... Who knows what the future is going to hold? Mm-hmm. The first time you walked into this field house again, what did it feel like? Take me through those emotions.
1: I felt like home, honestly, when I first even when I did the workout, it just felt like home. All like almost everybody came out that, that knew me when I came when I was drafted here. And I think, you know, just just seeing how I move, seeing my, you know, just me being me, uh, it was just great. Um it was fantastic, honestly. I just felt like I was back at home. Can
0: you put in perspective what the time away from March when you knew you weren't gonna be going back to Washington until you got into the season here and as the weeks started going by, what what was that like for you, for a guy who really all you've known in your life was being an NFL player Mm -hmm. in that situation?
1: Oh, my, not when I wasn't playing. Yeah, when you were just
0: kind of waiting Um, for your opportunity, right? You're trying to get healthy and mm -hmm. and get an opportunity.
1: Honestly, uh, my mindset wasn't even on balls. I mean, I was just waiting for my call. I knew it would come. It's just my mindset was more staying in shape, making sure I was ready for whoever team called me, uh, keeping my mindset and my mental strong. And then... um, being a, being a dad, honestly, being a family man—that's what I am. And getting an opportunity to spend more time with my kids. Until then, because uh, I know once the season starts, once I get my call, I'll be back into season mode. And then I kind of got to put everything else behind me. You talked
0: about this a little bit when we got a chance to talk to you. You know, when you were here, you were, you were on the practice squad, and you know, you're trying to feel your way through as to what you know the next steps were going to be. You know, you, you had talked about how it's just a different, it's a different NFL now. I mean, mm-hmm. after the pandemic, the expanded practice squad, the more and more teams are bringing in veterans on the practice squad and mm-hmm. they make you kind of wait a little bit. You never really know how that number it's a game is going to play out for, for a guy who's a veteran, who's been mm-hmm. in this league and has earned everything. How much of that is kind of an adjustment to be able to understand how teams can kind of work the rosters
1: nowadays Uh,
0: versus when you first started here because it mm, wasn't the same when you first got here in 2015.
1: Correct, correct. When I first got here, guys were just, they were signing guys off the... bet guys just uh, we need you to come play for us right now so um now like it's it's different uh you got a lot of politics within the nfl and that's always going to be it uh business moves and then how they want to prepare different things i think we had a lot more time to they could figure out different things and how they wanted to go about stuff so i just waited my time patiently you know and that's what i had to do uh i mean it's humbling at the same time uh it gave us a blessing in disguise because once I touched the field, I was just ready to go. Now, if you
0: take it personally in that situation, and I think anybody who's a human being, there is some personal aspects of it. Mm-hmm. You look at you go, what am I doing here? Like, mm-hmm. l- l- let me get out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you had that fleeting moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How how much did people c- kind of convince you around you and say, you know what, just stick it out. There's oh, going to
1: man. I had a strong, I have a strong circle of uh, people uh, that helped me out. My girl, uh, one of my best friends, Ryan Clark, my, one of my best friends, uh, Deshaja Everett, yep. uh, one of uh, my coaches, Coach Kavanaugh, my doctor, uh, Dr. Ashley, and my mom and my dad, like <laughs> that's my cold circle. So I mean, it was a couple of times I was like, "Why wow, I'm still here? Like I should be playing." And da 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 da. But at the end of the day, everybody just says, "Your time gonna come." I, even my one of my best friends from Miami. Um, I call him Deuce. His name Arthur. Um, these guys just stayed on me saying, "Hey, just your time coming. Just gotta be patient. God has your God, God has a plan for you." And then I, and as soon as they say that, I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I gotta trust in the Lord. I gotta keep doing this because you you're still away from me because." You know the caliber the player that you are. You know what uh, what you can bring to the table. How you can help different aspects of the team in different areas and stuff like that. So it was it was a, it was a almost like I would say like a gut check. It was like, I right, you stick this out. You just you your time gonna be blessed so
0: the funny thing is it's not like they told you you gotta go and no disrespect but you gotta go work at, at a you know a retail store or mm-hmm. Starbucks you were here mm-hmm. so you had said you know how much harder it would have been had you been out of a building mm-hmm. than to finally get that call right mm-hmm. the fact that you were in here it was mm-hmm. almost like that one step away
1: mm-hmm.
0: how much did you have to I mean, I keep saying adjustment, but look, I walk in that locker room. I remember where Landon Collins was when he was here and he was a captain and a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. I remember where your locker was. Mm-hmm. I remember standing in front of it. You know, the guys, it, it's a different team now. Mm-hmm. You're on the opposite end of the locker room. Mm-hmm. and You got you, Jalen Smith, mm-hmm. Tony Jefferson, mm-hmm. guys who are proven in this league.
1: Um,
0: do you almost find your way a little bit and say, okay, you know, it's kind of a, a, a different Role to play, and how do you enjoy that? How do you find a way to enjoy that until obviously you got the call?
1: Oh, uh, shoot, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I just enjoy the aspect of watching these guys play. I mean, I got a, it, at the end of the day, a lot of guys knew who you are. I knew they knew who Jalen was, they knew Tony Jefferson was, they knew who I was. So, you get these guys that's come up to you, and like ask you questions, or so even if they don't even ask you questions, you, you we, are, we are trying to pour as much knowledge as much. Um, uh, scars that we have played over the years to them, so they don't get scarred by it or get hurt by it, or right. it caused us to lose and stuff like that. So it's still like a teaching moment. Like we are now the teachers of the of the of the, uh, of the group because without without that. We don't we don't come as close as close together as we are. We don't uh, we don't mesh. We don't we don't know how one another likes to play. We can't talk to one another and just feed off of one another's mind. We can't just look at another t- each other if he was next to each other. Be like, I know what he's thinking now. Right. So when all that comes together, now you come towards the end of the season. Now you already know like how everybody's gonna play. So yeah, just it's a learning moment. It's humbling. It's fun. Um And just like I said, it's, it's a blessing to be in this building because once you're out, it's kind of hard. It's, sometimes it's hard to get back in depending on where you're at. For me, is I think it was hard for me because I had my injuries. So to come back in and just be able to play the way I play and not be worried, worried about an injury and, and not have the team concerned about um, me getting injured is a, it's a, it's a good thing for me.
0: Is there a blessing involved in having the weight? And you were obviously on the practice field, but like you said you you were able to keep your body fresh and healthy mm-hmm. and now you're at the end of December mm-hmm. and your body has to be as fresh as it's ever yes. been correct. recovering mm-hmm. so in in that sense that it almost put you in a position now to make even more of an impact yes
1: physically correct correct yes I'm like fresh as can be <laughs> as, as, as you know towards the 10th of December people's bodies breaking down you have neck and neck that that's you trying to just push through you using more tiger bomb than you ever usually use you know <laughs> uh you getting more massages you're getting more work done and you trying to do more recovery stuff, than actually just worry about ball. So now, it's just me. Now I just get to worry about ball because I actually come out to practice fresh. I don't take as many reps as I need to take. They got me. I, I could do more mental, more mental work than I need to do physically on the field. So it's 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 a blessing because when you're at the age, I'm year eight. So at this age, you want to be as fresh as you can be to continue playing good ball and make plays for the team
0: take me through just the idea of you knew when you got in that third practice squad elevation that it, it was going to be a moment I mean they weren't going to let you go so they mm-hmm. were going to sign you to the active roster mm-hmm. when did you find out when did they tell you that look it's finally, it's going to happen it's finally mm-hmm. happening and what was that like for you
1: honestly they told me like Tuesday Tuesday morning they just told me to keep everything under wraps so, who like, told you cool. Dave's or Dave's, Wink or? Dave's, Wink. Wink, told, Wink was the first one told me Dave's told me after I think we had a Tuesday walkthrough or something like that yep uh, he told me after that And then I saw you guys In the locker room Then y'all asked me I said I gotta keep I gotta listen to my head coach But <laughs> Other than that Yeah He told me Tuesday And we there I think we released it Thursday I wanna say Thursday yeah, Or Friday morning So, so uh, News since then um, And when he told me It was just more the fact that like I wasn't surprised by it I am ha- I was happy don't, don't get me wrong I was happy I was like that now it's time to really get this going like now I'm in the packages now I could be really on the field now I know I'm, I'm coming in each and every week preparing myself to dominate for this team so yeah
0: you, you played in Washington you play in Minnesota the, these past two games
1: mm-hmm.
0: Landon Collins ha- Part two has not been in MetLife Stadium wearing a Giants uniform Not yet. yet.
1: Not yet this first time.
0: So what is Sunday going to be like for you? Have you thought about that? I know you try to not get out of too much, but mm-hmm. you're used to big games. You've yeah. played in big games before. Correct. You're actually one of the few, probably you and Shep, who have actually played in a big game in a Giants uniform mm-hmm. as big as this. Correct. What's that going to be like when you walk into that stadium?
1: Honestly, like, humbly, just going to be another game to me. Honestly, I think if you would ask me this – we played Washington the first time, then maybe. But now it's just more the fact that like this is like playoff, like I don't want to say playoff season time, but it's more of like it's still the next game, the next the next team. I'm focused on that. I'm not focused on the outside stuff. Me, my first time going into Giant Stadium, putting my uniform on and stuff like that. No, I'm more like. I'm just ready to play and just get after these guys and just just make a play to help our team win.
0: Are you a flashback guy? When you walk into that game day locker room and you see that jersey hanging, will you have a little bit of flashback of what it was like? If
1: it's it's in the same locker space, then yes. If it's not, then no.
0: (laughs) Do you look around? I find myself, I've been here as long as you have. When you were, I mean, were you able to kind of put that away, or do you still have moments where you look down the other end of the locker room and you almost expect to see Odell and Eli and Snacks and O.V., guys who are here, and you you spilled blood, sweat, and tears with Mm -hmm. those guys. I know the winning wasn't as long as you would Mm -hmm. have liked it to be, obviously, but you were a major part of of this team so mm-hmm. do you do you have any of those like memories somebody says something and you kind
1: of yeah we talk about different memories and stuff like that um i miss those guys for sure definitely miss them um all of them uh great guys great people to play with uh smart smart savvy vets so yeah man hell yeah i miss those guys but um we talk i tell them i give the younger younger guys feedback on like how it was and how we used to do stuff and how everybody just messes. I say bro if we if we stick together as a team and we continue just communicating stand out messages stand on top of each other keeping each other accountable that's what we did when i was here if we do that bro the sky's the limit. So and that's what we are doing here. So just little feedback is um giving them knowledge because knowledge is key. And um when you do that, man, we go far.
0: What is Landon Collins's role on this defense?
1: Uh shoot. <laughs> that's a good question. Um Landon Collins' role is to be a great teammate, a brother. Um, I'm gonna always be a leader. That's never something that's that have to be implemented, or I don't have to wear a seat to be a leader. Um, that's just within me, um, and continue being the playmaker that I am, and helping this team win, um, and just keeping everybody. I like to be detail oriented, so different things where I see things, and helping other people see other things that way I'm seeing it, or seeing just to give an insight of what I see, so we can get a beat on different things. So stuff like that.
0: You've seen Nick Foles before mm-hmm. get to the, the heights on Sunday, he'll be the quarterback of the Colts. Correct, correct. What are your thoughts on going against Nick Foles? And do you have to convince some of the younger guys after they watched him on Monday night struggle a little bit? Mm-hmm. Do you have to convince them that this is a guy who's capable of raising his game to another level? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I definitely did. I was like, Hey, still Nick Foles is still a championship quarterback. I don't don't get it twisted. And he's his first that was his first game back playing. Like he didn't know he was gonna start. He was pushing the ball downfield and that's what they want. So don't get it. Confused that he's not still a guy. He could still be a guy once he get everything settled. He got a whole week this time just to really get everything underneath his belt. It'd be a different story.
0: You didn't get the chance in 2016 to take care of your own business. Mm -hmm. You guys lost to Philly, and then you ended up getting in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because I think it was Tampa Bay lost to New Orleans that weekend to Mm -hmm. kind of get you in the back door per se. Mm -hmm. How important is it significant to you that you guys can take care of your own business on Sunday?
1: It's a blessing to be able to do that because now the opportunity is in our own hands. We control the narrative. We don't have to let anybody else control our narrative and hope and pray that a team lose. We got everything in front of us. Now it's just up to us to go take it.
0: Um, last thing, I'll do a couple quick hits. Your impressions of guys. What's your impressions of Wink?
1: Uh, laid back, funny, stern, um, uh, classy, and just <laughs> fun to be around.
0: How about Daves? Brian Dable.
1: Hey, he's a jokester. Out of like, he 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 got some jokes on. I can't tell you what he does, but he got some jokes on. He jokes love, love his players. Um, very assertive, very demanding. Um, reminds me a little bit of Nick Saban on like how he his coaches demeanor, But he was, you know he coached underneath um, Nick Saban, so I can see the resemblance and just. Uh, him just staying in tune to every detail. The details is what matters in this game.
0: How about when you've played in the box a little bit, playing behind Dexter Lawrence? What is Dexter like?
1: Oh, animal. Animal. That's Yarn Dad that Pro Bowl, all pro. I'm um, hopefully you get that all pro status, but um definitely earned that. He's doing a, a monster down there. Uh he makes everything easy for for us as linebackers, uh and D B wise and making making stuff clean.
0: Daniel Jones.
1: Daniel Jones is having a great, fantastic year. Uh, he's controlling an offense. He's controlling the narrative. Um, he got everything in his own hands.
0: And the last one is the last time we talked to you at your softball game. mm mm-hmm you and Saquon, you were going to actually get to hit Saquon for yeah. the first time, uh-huh. but you can't hit him anymore.
1: I mean, but I did, what you, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what are, your, what are your impressions of the player that Saquon has become since oh, you were man. here when he came in for the first time?
1: He's a, he's a grown, he's he's grown, he's grown. He's a young man now to me. I still a young man to me because I'm older than him. Um, he's grown into a great leader, grown into a great person. Um, understanding, like, this team is leaning on him and he's, he's the focal point of this team. He has to understand that, like, if we if he doesn't go, we don't go. So, um, knowing that that weighs on his shoulder, just knowing that like we always gonna have his back, and he's gonna um, do his best for us, and that's all we ask for him. We don't ask him to go and do too much; just do what you can.
0: So, some people would say it's a coincidence that you know Landon Collins leaves, and this team has five straight losing seasons of ten or more games. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins is back, and now you guys are on the doorstep of the postseason. I
1: wouldn't say it like that, but that's, <laughs> hey, you can't put it that way. It was winning before I came back. So uh, Coach Dab came in here, did a great job, uh, made these guys into believers. Now they're they're owning it. So he's done a great job with his team.
0: Landon Collins, first game back inside what he called Giants Stadium on Sunday. Giants beat the Colts. They get into the playoffs mm-hmm. for the first time since 2016 when Landon Collins emerged as a legit Defensive Player of the Year candidate and an MVP on that side of the ball. LC, thanks for joining me as always. Always.
1: good luck on Sunday. Thank you, boss.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks to Landon Collins. You know, it's always great to catch up with guys that you covered previously. And the fact that Landon's back and this chapter of his career is certainly different than any other. As I said to him, You know, before the pandemic, the practice squad was not used this way. You were not able to bring in veterans and keep them on the practice squad. There was a limit to how many years of service that players could have. So Landon Collins, Tony Jefferson, Jalen Smith, guys who have come to the Giants started out on the practice squad, spent a couple weeks there, landed longer than either Jefferson or Jalen Smith, and then getting to a point where they finally get to the active roster and earn their spot, so to speak. That wouldn't have happened pre-pandemic. And I wonder if if the league in general will go back to pre-pandemic rules regarding the practice squad, having less than 16 players on, on the practice squad and veterans who are brought in and making a weekly paycheck worth their service time anywhere between 12 and $15,000 a week versus what they would normally be making if they were on the active roster uh, and, you know, you're talking about for rookies, you know, $700,000 versus what they make per week on the practice squad. So Landon Collins is having an impact with this team, made a great play in coverage against TJ Hawkinson the other day, breaking that up. He's had tackles for losses, both in the Washington game and the Minnesota game is really playing read and react football, and Wink Martindale's positionless defense is giving guys opportunities to make plays, being on the field and not worrying about whether or not they're a linebacker or safety. They're just a playmaker on the field. And Landon Collins has an opportunity here down the stretch to really be an impactful player for this defense. So we'll see where he ends up. Now it's time for the final drive, your questions, my answers. Try to squeeze a couple in here. Joey Speed Racer wants to know, Art, in your time covering the Giants, have you ever seen a turnaround like this in just 365 days from BSQB sneaks to win and in this Sunday? Incredible. God bless go giants. Well, thanks Joey for reaching out. And you know, a lot of that has to do with roster construction. Think about where the Giants were a year ago. They essentially had to cut Chris Myrick because they couldn't fit him under the salary cap. And they were hoping to re-sign him as a futures player once the season ended. And he ended up signing with the Bengals practice squad and ended up making it all the way to the Super Bowl. The backup quarterback situation was a disaster last year. They had two quarterbacks who couldn't play. Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm could not play. And I know how much attention and criticism and mocking Joe Judge got for taking those knees and the QB sneaks from hell. People tend to forget before they took the sneaks... Jake Fromm skipped a pass to Elijah Penny in the flat that would have gotten at least five, six yards, and they wouldn't have had those QB sneaks. So that team was just poorly constructed by the end of that season. Injuries had killed them. And this year, a year later, what you've seen in roster construction has been nothing short of brilliant. Given the constriction, Uh, the restrictions and the construction that was forced based on salary cap restrictions. When you look at what Joe Shane and Brian Dable were able to do, aligning the coaching staff and the front office and making sure that every player that was brought in here was brought in for a specific purpose, either a developmental player, like an Andre Miller at tight end, a rookie, A Solomon Kinley, an offensive guard who's been on the practice squad, has not been forced into duty. Just recently, the pickup of Wyatt Davis, another guard from Ohio State, second-year player. He's coming in here as a developmental player. I wouldn't anticipate seeing him. But the Giants are building for the future. They also have players that they brought in for specific reasons. Jason Pinnock, Nick McLeod, Landon Collins, Jalen Smith. They need these guys to play these roles. Marcus Johnson is playing Gunner on special teams. So there are guys here that they've identified and they've brought in and they've done a very good job contributing now, how big those roles are, well, that's to be determined and that's to be debated. But I do think that that is the big difference between where they were a year ago. As far as comparing this turnaround to anything I've seen since I've been on the beat, they've gone from Super Bowl champions to this. So I think this is really the first time that I could say it's been a big turnaround uh, expectation-wise and uh, production-wise. In the standings. Let's get to the next question. We will have. Let's see. Who's up next? Big Blue Brooklyn wants to know Kayvon obviously had his monstrous coming out party at Washington. Isaiah Hodgins had a strong breakout game at Minnesota. Which young giant or Giants do you think might be best set up for a breakout game this Sunday? Well, I'll give you one. And he spent the week carrying a football around the Giants facility. And in practice, that's Daniel Bellinger. Bellinger's fumble last year, last week really hurt him and the Giants. He doesn't fumble that ball. The Giants might end up winning in Minnesota. They don't obviously. And, Bellinger has been carrying a football around. You know that was an old Tom Coughlin trick, when Tiki Barber was carrying the ball around for a while when he had his high and tight issues. I asked Bellinger, is anybody today any, anybody swiping at that ball? And he said, yes, at practice. He said, actually, Coach Coach Bobby Johnson has really taken the <laughs> the 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 front, gone out front in terms of that quest, and he's been smacking at the football. Bellinger told me he has not lost it yet, so that's obviously a good sign. So I'll go with Bellinger. I'll say he doesn't score just one touchdown. He scores two against the Colts this weekend, kind of redeeming himself from Minnesota. Let's see if there are any other questions, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put it to bed if there isn't. Uh, let's see, click on that hashtag, see if there's anything there, and we are done. So, appreciate Landon Collins coming on the show this week, obviously all of you, my pick for this weekend, I think the Giants win, I think they win 24-10, 24-13, I think it'll be a celebration at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Ironically, the last time the Giants controlled their own destiny and reached the playoffs was 2011-2012, January 1st, 2012, against the Dallas Cowboys. That night, the Giants won the NFC East, reached the postseason, obviously went on to win Super Bowl 46. I think this Sunday, January 1st, 2022, 23 actually, I think the Giants will punch their ticket to the playoffs. Remember back in 2016, as I mentioned to Landon, they needed a result, and they got it, and they backed in. They failed to control their own destiny on a Thursday night at Philadelphia. And once you clinch this weekend, Giants fans, then you zero in on... What happens between San Francisco and Minnesota? I personally think the Giants would benefit from going back to Minnesota, but it also could be a trip to San Francisco against Brock Purdy, maybe Jimmy G, and the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, and a hell of a defense that they have out there in the Bay. So I appreciate you listening. Hopefully everyone's had a great holiday season Happy New Year to all of you for being all in. As I remind you every week, we're still all in on the Giants. Keep listening. We appreciate it. And I'll talk to you Sunday night after the game. We'll have a post-game podcast. And for the Giants' perspective, hopefully we can start breaking down the playoffs.